the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday the 24th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. We're going to talk a little later because I went to the Barbie movie. I was say, and Luke you, went uh, to the Opp- Opp- Oppenheimer movie. Have you recovered yet? Um, it's still exciting. We'll talk. So anyway, <laughs> I, know, I, was, the, I was saying you talked at me about the Barbie movie for about 25 <laughs> minutes today. So, I, okay, we'll get, we'll get to that though. But also over the weekend, I was at a funeral for a family member and a lot of veterans were there. Uh, we talked about a uh, time that they served in, in Vietnam, for example, and so proud and, and honored to be joined by folks from, uh, the veterans administration in studio, Lona Lozinski, the public affairs specialist from our local Martinsburg VA medical center, joining us via phone from DC, I understand. Press Secretary for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Terrence Hayes. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on with us. So uh, we want to talk about the PACT Act. We want to talk about an event that's be- going to be going on in Martinsburg for our local veterans. But uh, if some if someone listening has not heard about the PACT Act, can you talk about what that means to local veterans? I definitely can because we have quite a few veterans in the uh, Martinsburg area so this is critical for those individuals and and survivors of those veterans if you're a Vietnam War veteran if you're a Gulf War veteran if you're a post 9-11 veteran like myself uh, this impacts you potentially and if you've come in contact with any toxic substances because of your service whether that's from Agent Orange or burn pits or any other toxic items because of your service uh, what we're encouraging you to do is stop everything you're doing give us a call at VA or Visit your local or county uh, veteran service office to potentially apply for any benefits and, and seek enrollment into our health care. So, you know, times of service and uh, locations of service, you know, these veterans are very much aware of that. But how do they prove to the VA that they served in these areas and were exposed to these chemicals or the, these uh, mm-hmm. adverse conditions? Marsha, you bring up a great question because in the past, it would have been tough for veterans or survivors to prove that uh, that they served or, or were impacted by these conditions. But because of the PACT Act, it's made everything simpler. And if you have any of the presumed conditions, and you can find those conditions at va.gov slash PACT. If you have any of those conditions, and there's over 250 conditions when it pertains to the PACT Act. If you have any of those it's automatically assumed it's because of your service. No longer is the burden of proof in the hands of the veteran or the survivor. So this is critical. That's why we have to get this information out as quickly as possible so these veterans and survivors can take, uh, take advantage of these backdated benefits. You mentioned survivors. 
um, you know, because I think a lot of uh, folks lost their veteran spouse or yeah. uh, re- uh, loved one uh, and didn't make the connection that some of these symptoms might have been related. Uh, so is it hard for them to get uh, into these benefits? No, Marsha. As a matter of fact, it's our duty to ensure that not just our veterans are taken care of, but the survivors of, of these veterans as well. And if there are any survivors listening to this program right now and their loved one may have passed away because of any of these conditions, Again, stop everything you're doing, give us a call or visit your your local folks so they can actually walk you through this process because we must take care of you as well as you've taken care of us. So um, my understanding, you're an Army veteran, is that right? I I am, I am, thank you. Thank you for your service, and I'm sure that you you talk to fellow veterans all of the time. Um, How frustrating has it been for some of them, especially the older ones who've had these kind of phantom symptoms Mm -hmm. and they heard about things like Agent Orange um, and, and the burn pits and, and that. And, it, and they said, you know, I just, doctor can't, you know, nail this down. It's this expensive. This is time consuming. Um, how, how frustrating has it been for some of the veterans through the years? Marsha has been frustrating for me. I mean, to hear from my fellow battle buddies, uh, past and present, that they've had tough times with filing their claims or seeking enrollment in our health care is, is very frustrating to know that it took so long for this to actually happen and unfortunately we lost many people along the way and uh but again i'm I'm excited now because this is a unique opportunity for us at va to reconnect with those veterans those survivors to re-earn their trust especially to those who may have been denied in the past this gives them an opportunity now to get to yes it gives us an opportunity to get to yes so i'm encouraging any veteran any survivor who may have been turned away before or may not have felt seen or heard at VA, please give us another shot. Apply today so we can get this right for you. And we're speaking with Press Secretary of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Terrence Hayes. Do you notice that um, when, is it tough for, you know, these veterans, especially the older guys maybe, you know, were exposed to some of these things in Vietnam, do you find that it's tougher for them to come out and seek this help to talk about it because, you know, they're big, strong, tough guys. They don't want to say that they're, you know, getting beat down by, you know, a gas or something like that. Yes, surprisingly, uh, Jordan, I think that our Vietnam veterans are actually taking that step for us, and and they're taking that lead to help folks like myself, the post-9-11 veterans, Mm -hmm. to want to raise our hands and seek those benefits that we've earned. So I'm very thankful for those Vietnam veterans for taking that step because, again, many of them have been denied in the past. So for them to... uh, you know, seek that courage and, and seek that faith in us to get this right for them. It's only trickling down to the Gulf War veterans and the post-9-11 veterans so they can, too, uh, get the benefits that they've earned. So I understand that uh, veterans are being encouraged to apply for the benefits by August 9th. By August 9th. It's not a deadline, but it does allow them to get some, uh, some uh, previous benefits as well? Absolutely. So, you know, a veteran or a survivor can apply for PACDAC benefits today, a year from now. 10 years from now, 30 years from now. That's not going anywhere. But we have a sense of urgency at VA to where we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the signing of the PACT Act. And what that does is that if a veteran or survivor applies on or before August 9th, they're able to have backdated benefits to when President Biden signed the bill into law last August 10th. So that's critical. We want them to maximize as much benefits as possible, especially on the monetary side of the house. So that's huge for many families. So that's why we're doing a full court press to educate as many folks as possible. To any veteran or survivor out there right now who may not have the complete package to apply for their benefits, don't worry. You can do what's called 
file an intent to file. And that's basically a placeholder. It just holds your place in line so you're able to gather the necessary materials and documents to, uh, to actually solidify that package. And then, you know, again, you'll be eligible for those backdated benefits. So that's a critical thing. So I want folks to know that you don't have to have the, the complete package to file today. You can file that intent to file and we'll hold your place in line. So, you know, we know we all know elderly folks who are very internet savvy. I was talking to my to my Vietnam veteran uh, relative this weekend mm-hmm. and, and, and I had to show him how to scan documents on his phone. So sometimes doing it through the internet can be a hurdle. So I understand that the local Martinsburg VA Medical Center is doing an outreach, a public outreach. So Lona, can you tell us about that? Sure. Uh, the event is this Thursday. July 27th from 9 to 3 in the Post Theater on the campus of the Medical Center. Um, This is an opportunity for local veterans to show up in person and register for benefits, learn more about the PACT Act. Um, You can check on benefits that you've already filed for, um, and we can assist you in the process of just filing your claim. And, And we are really focusing on folks who may not have internet access or don't have Wi-Fi or don't understand how to scan in documents like your uncle. These are things that we want to focus on. These are the folks that we are looking at. Like, hey, like if you don't understand the process or it's confusing online, come to us, be in person. There will be people that can look you right in the eye and say, okay, let's walk through this. I will help you through this process. Because it's important. It is absolutely important. And we're looking at about each person, you know, block out an hour and a half, two hours of your day to come and sit with our folks, have a cup of coffee, file your claim, ask all the questions you would like to ask, um, and walk away feeling as though you have learned what you need to learn and you can feel comfortable knowing that um, you've you are, you've filed your claim and you've done everything you can do. So uh, parking signs, will there be signs up? There will be signs, um, and we have, of course, the the gate at the front. When you ask the guard, they will be able to direct mm-hmm. you. We have a map available online, or they can, or they will be able to direct you when you get there. It's parking lot O, for those that want to know, though, and there will be lots of people floating around outdoors to direct you and get you to where you need to be. And, of course, uh, joining us via phone has been U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs uh, Press Secretary. Is there anything you want to add to the conversation before we have to let you go? No, just that uh, Lona is spot on. We have magnificent folks at Martinsburg ready to receive these veterans and survivors. And to any veteran out there who, you know, they don't know if they've come in contact with any toxic substances, guess what? We're providing toxic exposure screenings to those individuals to hopefully determine if they have come in contact with toxic, toxic substances or not. And if they have, you know, we're able to look at further testing and maybe some diagnosis and, and of course, a treatment plan. And then, of course, leading to those benefits. So to anybody who may be impacted, please just come on out and, uh, and Lona's team will take great care of you. And Lona, if folks have more questions, contact information? They can contact the Public Affairs Office at the VA. Um, There are also a couple of contacts on the events page and in the flyer that we have been sending around to different organizations, to different veteran service organizations, um, where veterans can learn who to contact. Um, And so when they come to us and the screenings that Terrence is talking about, basically you sit down with a person and they'll ask you things like, hey, where did you serve? Tell Tell me where you've been. You know, tell me, tell me those kinds of basic questions. And mm-hmm. if they say, okay, 
this is stage one, now let's pass you to stage two, the part two of the screening, and they will ask you more medical questions. And then they'll say, okay, let's go ahead and file a claim. If, if you are to the point where they say, okay, yeah, you, you need to file a claim. Mm-hmm. So it is, um, it's all encompassing. When you walk away from it, you will know like, yes, I have filed my claim and then somebody from the VA will be reaching out to you so that you can set up your benefits and be taken care of. Perfect. Well, Terrence, Lona, thank you all for uh, joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And stick around. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. You can always get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. You can send us a message on Facebook at Panhandle Live or over at WPMWCST, the Panhandle News Network. And uh, while we got a little bit of time here, Marsha, got any news to talk about? So, um, yeah, so... It- State police gave kind of a uh, recap of what they're doing with their internal investigations. There were like four points that they were looking into. And one of them um, was kind of close to home because it related to an event in January in which um, police were called, troopers were called to um, I-81 in the northern part of the county uh, for a man who the caller believed was walking into traffic. turned out it was a a man from uh, Hagerstown area who had some... um, some some issues and was uh, really uh, paranoid about police uh, and the trooper and the man apparently allegedly interacted and the man um, had some sort of medical episode was taken to the hospital and died so we, we don't know what all of the details are um, there is body cam mm-hmm. footage that has not been released and the state police has said it's because of a pending investigation um, but the governor watched it and was um, and was very reactive about it. That was very disturbed about it. I don't want to color that, but aside from saying that he seemed to think, you know, there was something um, unusual about it. Right. So um, the state police basically have said um, it is being looked into. The investigation continues. They don't have anything definitive to release. Hmm. An outside agency is looking into it. Right. Interesting. Um, also, um, you may have noticed uh, in our news product this morning, we're talking about Medicaid rolls dropping yeah. off. And um, the part of the reason is they were kind of expanded um, during the, the pandemic. And uh, the article from Metro News indicates that one of the reasons that more, m- more folks who might have otherwise qualified for Medicaid are not um, on those rolls anymore is that they, they didn't fill out their paperwork. That mm-hmm. Because... The pandemic emergency era um, has ended. They were supposed to, you know, re-up, basically, and they haven't done that. Hmm. So, and of course, um, you can read a lot of these stories over at WVMetroNews.com or PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. And um, uh, another uh, piece that Metro has been following we have as well, State Revenue Secretary Dave Hardy says, uh, don't pay all of your vehicle property tax at once. You get an option to pay half 
in the fall and half in the spring. He says, if you wait to, to pay the other half in the spring, it will help you on your 2024 tax benefits. Mm, already so. talking taxes already? Mm. Well, it's, Tax season never stops. It's always tax season and it's always election season. So, season. And they're also on, on Metro News, uh, our talented writers over there, uh, especially Brad McElhaney, uh, talking about you know some of the uh, campaign contributions that are coming into some of the the um, candidates who are putting their hats in the ring for statewide and national, uh, you know, uh, seats. Also, uh, our U.S. Senator Joe Manchin yeah. in the news a lot because uh, people believe he is toying with the idea of a third party run for so president. What are they calling that again? The No Labels. The No Labels Party. The No Labels Party. But, but if you call it something, isn't that a label? It's, anyway. Yeah. So Sounds like a weird relationship. He hasn't declared anything. He hasn't declared whether or not he's going to run again for U.S. Senate, but there are there are people on the Republican side, mm-hmm. famously uh, uh, Governor Justice and uh, uh, Congressman Alex Mooney, who, who are vying for that seat on the Republican in the Republican nomination. Uh, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, of course, would be the incumbent, has not announced whether or not he is running. Um, but then uh, there there are people who are making news by saying, well, if, if Joe Manchin runs, I'll, you know, I'll uh, endorse him or I right. vote for him. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Once again, he gets uh, in the news cycle, mm-hmm. bit of cat and mouse, kind of interesting and probably a lot of, um, you know, pulse taking to right. see, you know, how this would this idea would fly. Historically, it's not um, it doesn't benefit a third party candidate. They usually don't don't make it they usually serve as a spoiler for another mainstream you know one of the two big the republican or, or democrat uh candidates and in this case a lot of folks um the pundits are saying well if joe manchin runs he would likely pull votes from joe biden oh you think if the two main um think he can play the the fence enough He's done it before. That's true. Um, and of course, I'm sure this is something that Hoppy and the gang will talk about on Talkline um, as well. But I, I thought it was interesting because uh, uh, Joe Manchin's office sends us a lot of um, press releases. And um, some of the ones that are coming in are striking more of a conciliatory right of center right. N- tone, um, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Just just a thought, just an observation. Well, you can keep up to date with all of the uh, breaking and latest news across the Panhandle and the entire state of West Virginia by heading over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com uh, and reading some of Marsha's stuff over there. So um, I wanted to, to put something out because, you know, we have a lot of folks who like to interact via text. They don't mm-hmm. always want to call in. But um, if you went to the movies this weekend, <laughs> I'd love to know whether you saw any of the, the big movies that are out that came out on, on Friday, like Oppenheimer or mm-hmm. Barbie, or if you saw the Indiana Jones movie. Oh, I forgot that was out too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the um, Mission Impossible sequel. I uh, heard that wasn't very good. It's kind of, kind of, I wow. did. You I heard did. it wasn't? Yeah, like it's not doing anything. Blockbuster. So I heard on. It's not a blockbuster, there was, whatever it's called. There was, um, and you can text at 304 263 4321. Thank you. Um, so uh, one of the national entertainment pieces that I heard, I uh, was during a national um, news piece but it was the entertainment piece and they said it, it this could indicate and i don't know why they were opining about it but it could indicate that uh moviegoers are hungry for original content and not i think they called it hashed over sequels mm-hmm. yeah i'm it's nice that there's movies out that aren't you know another marvel movie or 
another Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, which they're cool, whatever. But like, it's nice that there's movies again out that aren't the same thing. I will say a lot of a lot of my family was at, at the theater. Like one of our daughters is away, um, but she she went with her friend and dressed up oh, cool. um, in the in the Barbie outfit. Yeah, and it's you did so funny. Which I was very surprised and a little disappointed. I'm sorry, but there were plenty plenty of oh, people sure. who were dressed up. In, so where'd in you pink. go up Hagerstown? Mm-hmm. Did they have uh, a little I was like, picture my, set up? Uh, yeah. Thing? So I met my my daughter as she works uh, closer to to that theater. So I met oh, her after yeah. her work. Um, that's why it made sense. Otherwise, I certainly would have gone to Berkeley Plaza because yeah. that's you know closer. But um, but they had like a balloon arch that mm-hmm. was all pinks and whites, and uh, people were coming in in their little either Barbie dresses or a shirt that said Barbie, and some of some of the girls had made their guys dress yeah, up in like pink can or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no thanks. And the um the theater apparently was uh, the there were at least I could see three theaters showing that movie. And and I talked to the attendant because that's how I roll. Could you tell? And, could and you tell said, if people were there for Oppenheimer, and if and vice versa? How would they look? Tell me how you think they'd look. Would they um, look pensive, intelligent, so no dis- depressed? No disrespect to Luke, who's <laughs> uh, listening over here. Uh, he went to go see Oppenheimer, but you were probably wearing something bright and something yeah, pink. I had and, my you know, pink lipstick. Very bri- vibrant, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sure not the uh, the average Oppenheimer watcher was probably wearing more uh, earth tones. Mm. Uh, you shake his head, yes. Yeah, a little bit more dressed down, if you will, um, reserved maybe. So. I, yeah. I just I think I I probably just wouldn't have noticed them, but the the kid taking the tickets. <laughs> That's a very Barbie thing to say. Okay, yeah, we're not going to notice the nerds, yeah, the we'll science get, nerds. We'll over get into there. that when we when we di- dissect these Man, two movies. Have you changed? But, uh, you've um, gone and seen Barbie. Come on. No. Are you a mean girl now? Maybe. You know, movies affect you. Anyway, That's the true. the the guy taking the tickets said that the the theaters that were showing Barbie uh, were pretty much sold out. I'm, I'm sure a couple of the Oppenheimer viewers were asking if they could smoke a cigarette in the theater still, <laughs> just to get a they little probably break. Went, went out there in the um in the parking lot afterward. And, <laughs> Man, okay, you needed a break three, three hours. Three hours. That's why I'm thinking. You know, it just this is me. I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do with their free time, but I I would think I would rather watch that. And and Luke can talk about. Whether the visuals were, you know, big screen worthy, but to me, I'd want to be able to press the pause button and go get me a, you know, snacky snack. <laughs> you know. Well, if you went out to the movies this weekend, <laughs> let us know three zero four two six three four three two one. We'll come back with a little bit more of an in-depth movie review after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. You can text us 304-263-4321, especially if you went and saw Either the Barbie movie, the Oppenheimer movie, the uh, Indiana we'll Jones s- movie. We'll stop talking about this eventually. But well, like, it's big news. It's big news. Did you watch the end of the Tour of France yesterday? Will no. you be disappointed if I say no? No. Okay. It's uh, I mean, they were on the shops till the day. The end? It's over. Now it, the women's tour is on. So are, how are you doing? Uh, it's weird. After a, grant, a big grant, like, grand tour like Tour of France is done, it, there is a little weird, Let like, down like what do you watch? Thing. But there's plenty of different bike races on right now. But well, there's women's soccer. Women's soccer, yes. I, uh, they're, they're, that time zone, time timing is messing me up with that. 
I keep forgetting. Like the women played uh, and they won the other day, but I completely forgot that it was on because it was on at like one a.m. or whatever. So, so I mean, is it is it not the same if you're just watching it redone, like rebroadcast? Well, no. I mean, you want to watch it live, right? I've yeah. never been a recorder. I don't know. One in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've never been a recorder re rewatch type of person because I'm online too much. So I'm gonna get it's gonna be spoiled at some point. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's you're gonna right. get spoiled. So at that point, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Those highlights. Yep. Jonas Vengago won the Tour de France back to back years. The oh, Dutch so is or that, the Dane. That the Dane. Is the, that's the fella. Actually, and he got he got like wiped out on during one of the the um runs, right? By the uh, guy with the A couple times. There were tons, tons of crashes. Tons of crashes. But yeah, he takes home the yellow jersey. And American what does that Sip- mean for him? Oh, uh, he just got a ton of money. Okay. Let me double check. But uh he just got a ton of money. Well, I think it's well deserved. If like those guys work really hard so uh, in the offseason, the total too. prize pot of the 2023 Tour de France is two and a half million dollars, and the overall winner of the general classification receives 20 percent of that figure, taking home five hundred thousand dollars. So you mentioned there's an American, and every, also. every finisher up to 160th place gets at least a grand. Nice. How nice is that? But however, comma. They yeah, you have, just they've invested for three weeks, Here's and they've invested grand. way more than a grand in their oh, equipment yeah. and oh, training yeah. and time off. You oh, know, yeah. if if this is not their actual job, right? You know, right? I mean, is that possible if you're training for the Tour de France to can you go work at UPS? Uh, sure. I mean, you're not going to win it. You're not going to win the whole thing. You can ride in it. Okay, but. You know, you got to dedicate. I mean, these people are dedicating their whole lives to this. By the way, there there there's a looming strike uh, happening that could happen in August, but they're trying to mediate UPS. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Dang. So they're they're trying to mediate it so that that doesn't happen. But you know, I'm thinking selfishly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so What's gonna happen with I, your Amazon? If I order anything online, gotta make it through the U- USPS for a bit. Yeah. You know, hmm. just to to get through that window. Well, how was your weekend, Marcia? It was eventful. Um, of course, I went to the to the movie Friday night, and then I, I traveled to Ohio for a family funeral. But um, the the thing, even though it was a sad event, I saw so many relatives and heard so many stories, and so it it worked out kind of cool. Yeah, well, yeah. nice, well, nice. Plus, it was interesting touching base with a few veterans who were there because I have some some veterans in my family, um, and just uh, you know remembering, even though it was so long ago, some of those Vietnam veteran guys. Um, they are still struggling with some of these health impacts. So I was really glad that we had uh, the folks from the VA Medical Center in uh, the U.S. Department of uh, Veterans Affairs. And uh, just to remind folks that if you're interested in sitting down at the outreach event and talking through those different um, uh, benefits items, uh, it's Thursday, July 27th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Post Theater at the Martinsburg VA uh, Medical Center. And uh, I think she said... Plan, block out about an hour and a half to be right. there. Yeah, that's important. That's important stuff. Like uh, I was telling you, my mom's uncle uh, passed away due to long-term, you know, effects from being exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam and things. So it's important. And, yeah, if you missed any of that conversation we have with them, you can listen back to it a little bit later on in the Panhandle News Network, Facebook and Spotify. And I, I thought it was interesting because I I haven't been through this, you know, the process, but um, the the um, – Public, the press secretary, Terrence Hayes, who joined us via phone, said, look, if you've applied before and been rejected, reapply. Right. 
Yeah. Try um, again. If, like years ago, if you're like, hey, I got exposed to or- Agent Orange and you got rejected, um, this is your chance you might be able to get those benefits. And if your loved one served but then passed away and you're a survivor, they are welcoming you to apply for survivor benefits. Right. So. Well, like I said, if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network, Facebook, and Spotify page. So uh, we like to jokingly, well, not jokingly, but uh, in a joking manner, I guess, refer to you as Marshall Marsha as our kind of alternative sports reporter, right? I'm not up to date on anything right now, now, but go ahead. Now, but for this baseball season, you took the Orioles under your wing. I did. And now look at how good they are. How exciting. Now, the question I'm going to ask you is... Are you going to do that for football? Are you a football uh, NFL fan? Or no, you... I'm not. But like, like you're, okay, on, who you're sh- on a hot streak right now. Who Whoever, I... you got the magic touch. Who should I support? You're going to say Ravens. I mean, of course, obviously. If Now that I know how you're doing, how you did with the Orioles. Well, you know, I have I have seen an NFL game. Where at? Miami. Oh, you're going to be a... Dolphins. The Dolphins wouldn't be a bad Okay, bad I'm going to pick the Dolphins. There then. you go. All right. They're, they should be pretty good this year. Wait, tell me, like, I'm saying this, but I don't know, like, are the players decent people or are they jerks? Like, I don't want to <laughs> support know a team per- that has, I don't like, know them personally. Okay, like, if they're all ways in trouble with the law or something, I don't want to put my yeah. you know, support behind them. I don't know like, them uh, personally, okay. unfortunately, but, uh, I mean, Tua Vailoa seems like a nice guy. Okay. Uh, he was the one that got had all the concussion problems yeah. last year. I've I've heard his name. Uh, Jalen Ramsey seems like he could be a good dude. Tyreek Hill, he's wild, but he's your kind of like your crazy guy on the team, right? All right, I'm gonna go yeah. Dolphins then. All right, Jalen Waddle be a good one too. Would Would the Dolphins and the Ravens play oh, yeah. in the in the regular season? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So then you and I could be like enemy frenemies. Enemies. But, yeah. Here they played the Ravens on. The December 31st. Okay. Wow. Wow. New Year's Eve game. Yeah. Dang. So uh, if Jared's listening, he should know that we have um, we have appropriated a couple of Orioles bobbleheads. I told him. Yeah, I told him. You thought uh, I had too many uh, nationals. I did. They needed, like, the, oh, the O's need to be better represented. So we got, they're kind of uh, cool. Yeah, we got... We got Davey Williams up there, old Nats coach. Got Matt Weeders with a really cool bobblehead where the catcher's mask is movable and stuff. That's neat. Matt Weeders, C.J. Abrams up there now for the Nats. Um, Anthony Rendon, boo. He's up there. So even if we think no one's actually listening, those guys are always listening. Kevin Kuzma's up there, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're always here with us. (laughs) Uh, But you can text us, 304-263-4321. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tyronado. You can get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. You can tweet us at EP EP Sports Network. You can tweet us at EP Sports Network, but you can also send us a message over at Panhandle Live on Facebook. And Jordan Nicewarner alongside me, Marsha Kabalik and Luke Wiggs, joining us in for a little bit of an entertainment report. So... Y'all saw two very, very, very different movies over the weekend with you, Marsha, going to see Barbie and Luke going over to see Oppenheimer. So uh, was I a little bit 
right with the uh, explanation of the difference in looks between the Barbie fans and the Oppenheimer fans. <laughs> you know, I didn't have the pleasure of the movies letting out at the same time, but I have a feeling it would be two very different people. There wasn't a lot of... <laughs> was the word Kennergy ever used in the Barbie Kennergy? movie? Yeah, no, I, that's the thing that's been going around recently. There's not a lot of Kennergy from the people that were leaving the Oppenheimer <laughs> movie, to be completely honest Kennergy. with you. We all walked in together, and like, and like Marcia said, it, it would be like... A cross section of a group of people going to Warp Tour and a Taylor Swift concert. Mm. You know, we're, we're we're showing up like you said in muted colors and yeah. somber because you know what you're about to watch. And then the the happy go lucky Barbie people. But it sounds as though the, that that movie itch was scratched by people that saw both films. Yeah, I I haven't wanted to go to the theater for a while, but when I go to the theater, I love uh, the idea of going and seeing something on the big screen that's not going to translate as well on the on the small screen and. To me, Barbie really lent itself to that because one of the reasons that those of us who played with Barbies when we were little um, wanted to go was wanted to see what they did with sets. What did the townhouses look like? What did the Barbie car mm -hmm. look like? Uh, and and it did not disappoint. But was it the same? Because I've watched World War II movies that had a lot of battle scenes and airplanes, which lent themselves to the big screen. Oppenheimer, very cerebral, but was there enough to make it an event for the big screen. I think so. Like you said, it's a really heavy dialogue-driven movie, but the, the Trinity tests and the first atomic bomb are something that I don't think you'd be able to get the same effect if you watched it you know, on a television screen or on a phone screen or anything like that. And it's uh, the, the Trinity results at Los Alamos in New Mexico. You know exactly what's going to happen. The bomb's going to go off and it's going to work. But all the tension that they build up until that point, and I think that's what the movie does better than anything. I mean... People don't realize at that point um, when the first detonation happened in the mid-1940s, they felt that Germany had a three-year head start on building an atomic bomb, which they were wrong. They didn't know at the time that they were using uh, impure graphite and they switched to heavy water and all the crazy things that happened in Europe. So you have all this tension of building this super weapon before the Nazis got a hold of one. And then you have the tension of what people don't realize is you set off a nuclear bomb, you set off a chain of reactions of, uh, of, of well, not hydrogen, but... Uh, uranium and the elements that you make, there was an, a concern among the physicists at the time <laughs> that this chain reaction would not just be the bomb itself. It would ignite the atmosphere and destroy the world. There was a per small percent chance that when they dropped the first bomb at Trinity that they were going to ignite the atmosphere and destroy the world. Oh so all of that tension mm -hmm. is relayed on the screen. So you felt like they, they were true to the Absolutely. story? and um, well, well, Did you feel like it swayed one way or the other as far as being because look one of the huge debates before this happened and after was should we really have bombed japan well and there's 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 conversations in the movie without giving too much away as to why they picked the targets why truman made the decision and why truman then can double down on his decision after the bomb had been dropped uh and oppenheimer kind of started to, to deal with the issues i think that's another big takeaway from this movie for me really quickly you think about the three theaters of war in World War II, the Eastern and Western Europe and the Pacific, the three major theaters, you had North Africa as well, mm -hmm. and, uh, et cetera. Two of those three theaters were largely won by a single person. Alan Turing and the Enigma Code in Western Europe that crapped Germany's code and allowed them to push forward into France and liberate that part of the world, and Oppenheimer in the Pacific. You know, the, the front that didn't have that was the Eastern Front and the, the massive, massive loss of life that the Russians had when they were able to take Berlin. And it's fascinating. They made the imitation game movie about Alan Turing, who people may not know is the father of basically the computer. Benedict Cumberbatch was in it. People didn't know who Alan Turing was until the 80s because everything mm. he did was mm. classified. And Oppenheimer, and you get to see 
these incredibly intelligent people reach these conclusions and help win the war, but then the fallout and the guilt that what they had to know that they did and the destruction that they led to and how it eats away at them in later life. And I think that's what Oppenheimer did incredibly well. So it was worth your three hours? Oh, it absolutely was. Would you go back to a theater and watch it again? I'm going to go see it again this week. Are uh, you really? And the casting was odd. I thought Robert Downey Jr. was amazing. Rami Malek. I, again, you look at all these characters. Josh Peck. Remember Drake and Josh yeah. from Nickelodeon? Uh-huh. He's in the what? movie. And he does uh-huh. a fantastic job. The best character, without giving too much away, in my opinion, besides uh, Teller, the Hungarian physicist, is there's a prosecutor, and I won't say more than that, who's played by an Australian actor who also plays Jerry West. In the HBO's uh, show about the Lakers. Man, what an arc for that so You're guy. sitting there so like, I know, I know that. He pops on screen and I go, oh my gosh, that's Jerry West. <laughs> so I'm thinking, because he's hilarious in that TV show. And now shows. he's prosecuting. Yeah, and now what he's up? prosecuting Robert Oppenheimer. He's one of the best characters in the movie, and you think there's no way he's going to pull off this role. And they're going to win. I don't know about Academy Awards for the Barbie movie, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Academy Awards for, for Oppenheimer. And they claim that scene at Trinity, the explosion, kind of the climax of the loudest and most cinematic part of the movie, None of that CGI. Obviously, they didn't. What they didn't set off an atomic bomb, but uh, it the explosions and the way that Christopher Nolan shot it. I mean, it was it was well, did, wildly uh, entertaining. Did Barbie change your life like uh, Oppenheimer did? <laughs> wow. Um, so How there deep are, was Barbie. There are Oscars for things like set design and costume, yeah. and uh, and for sure. You think Barbie's got it? One of the draws. I, it was a it was a delicious movie to watch, especially if you played with Barbies. Delicious. Yes, because it, you know one of the, the the draws if you're a little girl playing Barbies is that um, you collect as many cute little outfits, you change her little shoes and all of that, and and uh, if you're lucky enough, you get one of the vehicles or the townhouse or the dream house. And uh, you know I've been talking to my adult friends, and we've been talking about what toys we had, like which Barbie implements we had and comparing notes <laughs> and all of that nostalgia feeds mm-hmm. into a desire to see how they were going to bring this to the big screen. And it did, that did not disappoint. It was amazing to see how, you know, they, they put the life size right. townhouses together and the Barbie car and the, the neat little implements that showed you that Barbie wasn't always autonomous. Someone was playing with her. Like for example, um, in the townhouse, oh, which is Did they have to multiple... freeze like in Toy Story? Uh, no. <laughs> Andy's coming. No. Yeah. Um, but they were aware that someone was playing with them, mm. which was interesting. But when she left the top story of her townhouse, she didn't take the stairs. She floated down because little girls would never take their doll down the stairs. Mm. They'd just take her down and put her in her car. Right? So those elements were really clever. <laughs> um, and, of course, the casting was amazing. Um, uh, Margot Robbie, perfect Barbie. Um, spot on and uh, they had all of it was that was interesting too because Barbie land is populated by Barbies and Ken's and one Allen which is like the Ken's friend that got discontinued and one one uh, Midge which is Barbie's pregnant friend that got discontinued and and they don't treat her right let me just say that Um, she's really ostracized you only see her in this fenced in yard and she's out to there pregnant anyway so so (laughs) You guys are killing me. It's with this. just so much fun. It was a fun romp, and some of the innuendo was fun to like poke my daughter in the arm and right. say, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" And the way that they handled some of it. The, one of the disappointments that I had, there were two disappointments. Okay, okay. one was, um, you know, obviously this this is going to draw a lot of nostalgic older folks like me, but it is going to be geared toward uh, drawing in seven year olds and that, right? 
um, it, Rona was in on Friday and talked about like the, um, you know, kind of the guidance if you're mm-hmm. bringing your child to, mm-hmm. to see Barbie. The vast majority of what you see during the movie, pretty safe for little eyes. Yeah. Um, there is a bad word that's said towards <gasps> the end, but it gets censored mm-hmm. out by, and, and a big Mattel oh, logo yeah. goes over the lady's face when that's she's fun. saying it. Um, but if you if you have little little ones and you want to protect their ears, don't sit through the credits because when they play the credits, it's the uncensored version of oh, all these songs, no. and they, and they go in directions I would not want my seven year old to hear. Because <laughs> um, it, it's got. Do a, they play a Barbie soundtrack. Girl? Um, yes, yes, they they play part of it, and then they play kind of raunchy lyrics to some of the songs that well, were made. I'm sitting here reading the Barbie yeah, Girl I know. lyrics. Don't take and your seven year old to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, right. Well, no one. one's gonna. No one's really gonna. Honestly, you probably go over their head. The other. The other. Do I have time? The other yeah. complaint that I have, and um, you know, again, I grew up playing Barbie, and when you're playing Barbie, your main focus is on Barbie, right? Mm-hmm. But um, this is a really anti male film. Film. Um, because Barbie I mean, Land, I would expect nothing different from a Barbie movie. Barbie Land yeah. is a utopia as long as the Barbies are in control. But once uh, they kind of, once Ken goes out, who's basically an accessory to Barbie, no one actually knows where the Kens live. By the way, <laughs> no one knows where they go to Where's bed at Ken's night. Dream home, come on. Right? He doesn't. He doesn't get, get one until he he discovers patriarch the patriarchy <laughs> and comes back and tries to he import it to he's Barbie being Land. Impressed. What have right? we learned, kids? Right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Maybe so there they, is a little bit of a wait, silver wait lining the to the movie. But yeah. then, right, I, I think they've opened up the door for this. But um, well, but then, G.I. Joe. But oh, then, yeah. like, his eyes are open that he's just been an accessory his whole life. And if Barbie doesn't look at him, then he's worth nothing. His He doesn't even have, to have a job. His his job description is beach. Like, <laughs> I wish that was my can't job. Even, he tried to get a job in the beach. real world as a lifeguard, and they're like, you don't have the qualifications, right? What do you mean? So then um, when he when he gets his eyes open, then he's just this really obnoxious. All of the all of the male characters were either obnoxious, ill-intended or really stupid. Even the fam- the one family unit that they that they um, portrayed. And there was a tight uh, in the end relationship between the, the mother and daughter. They display they they had a father. It was a married couple. But the father was just this dolt. So that I did that didn't you know, they could have done that better. I, I watched uh, Puss in Boots over the weekend. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the, com- the complexities good. of Puss in Boots. It was good. Little, Antonio the, Banderas, the wolf from right? Little Red Riding Hood or whatever is trying to chase down the cat. Yeah, so um, it was pretty good stuff. So who needs to watch Oppenheimer or Barbie movie? Uh, which one, based on our recommendations, which one would you be more likely to see? Uh, I mean, Oppenheimer, I think. Okay. But, you're, you're just saying that, but in reality, mail, probably neither of them card. because I never watched. And movies. I just wanted to say, uh, for the sake of my mom, the former astrophysicist, she was a little upset that Richard Feynman didn't get more screen time. But uh, you know, it so is it what goes. it is. So it goes. We've missed days today. Let's back to it a little bit later on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page for Marsha Luke of Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCSD. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. CST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.